Welcome back to the Entry Level Podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Lindsay Bernard, and we're going to talk today a little bit about resolutions and also things that we've learned from 2018. So as you can imagine, it's mid-December now. People are starting to amp up for the holidays, but we're also starting to think a little bit about what we actually accomplished this year and what we're trying to get ready to do next year. So this is a big time of year for people to really reflect on what they've done, whether or not they feel that was yeah. sufficient for the year, and really you know how they're going to take on 2019 and rock it. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about resolutions. Do they work? And also whether we feel like the, the resolutions we set in 2018 actually came to life. So I think a little bit about this year, from my perspective is, you know, we started this podcast. So for me, that was a big goal for 2018 yep. was to actually do this, do more of it. And so as part of that process, I think we've had a few takeaways, right? Lindsay, yeah, definitely. I'm going to pass it to you to talk a little bit about yeah, what some so, of those are from your perspective. Absolutely. So I think we shared with you guys when we kind of went into this podcast thing, we had been talking about doing it mostly like with our friends. Sarah and I were always the two that would be like, oh, we have all these plans. We've both been in this situation where we're trying to figure out our next steps and take goals into what we want to do long term where we're not necessarily working in the corporate machine. And so we had joked about doing this podcast for a while. And I think when we finally started putting ideas to paper, it was it really taught me a lot about the brainstorming process, like how kind of start somewhere and put something into action because we honestly did not know anything about this. I think, Sarah, you had been on a couple of podcasts and I'm a big podcast listener, but when we really put the pen to the paper to do this, so there were definitely some steps we had to overcome. Number one was just figuring out what equipment to use. So I did research on it and I picked something that was for beginners, the Zoom H6 recorder. So anyone who wants to start a podcast, I highly recommend this system because everything's on YouTube. So I I didn't know anything about editing, putting this on. And so we had a lot of trials and errors where we recorded and then I couldn't figure out how to upload the system or we did something wrong, but everything was on YouTube. So it made it easier for me to get tutorials on how to actually use the equipment. So I think that was a big takeaway for me about learning how to like set up kind of like, I don't want to say operation because we've changed it a lot. But I think once we figured out that when me and you record together, we do it this way. And when we interview guests and things, we do it that way. I think that was a huge thing that we got over. The next takeaway that I have about the podcast podcast was, you know, I think that what I, when we went into it, we had recorded two or three episodes, but what I really learned was the content is key. And even when we've interviewed people on this show about their companies and things, the whole main idea of content goes into play. And I think that a lesson learned for us is to develop more content early before we start recording. So that way we have a nice buffer to be able to do extra more content and more episodes moving forward. So I'd say the two biggest lessons learned for me were around those two areas. So I'll pause and kind of let you react to that. I think you'll probably agree. 
Yeah, I would definitely agree on the content pieces, the trial and error. I think we we went through a lot of learning <laughs> through developing yeah. the podcast. I like you said, neither of us had any experience of doing this before. Even in my job, I hadn't. You know, I do a variety of different types of content, but podcasts hadn't really ever been a focus. And but I knew it was something, kind of an area that I wanted to to try out and do something with because it's a great opportunity to to get our voices out there and, and do something fun and interesting hopefully for the audience. And so I think my one of my biggest takeaways to add on to what you've said so far is that for me doing this was really an opportunity to kind of broaden my horizons a little bit when it comes to networking, when it comes to reaching out and talking to new people from different areas of life and their experiences and how they can how we can take some of what they've learned and apply it to our own lives and kind of that that constant continual process of learning and growing. I think when it when it's integrated into your life to the point where you have to do it, even on the days maybe that you don't necessarily feel like it. I think like with anything, podcast, a blog, any sport or passion that you have, there are going to be days where you're like, eh, you know, I don't know if I feel like doing that today. Yeah. You know, I want to do something else. I want to go out with my friends tonight instead of record a podcast. There's always going to be days where you're like, there's something that you'd rather do better, no matter how how excited you are about it in the process. Whenever anything is a long-term goal or a long-term endeavor, there are no, always going to be highs and lows. Whenever we yeah. finish reporting or recording a podcast, I'm always amped. I'm always like, so excited, fired up, ready to go. But then there are other days where I'm less excited about it. And I think doing this and forcing ourselves to always keep going, even on the days and weeks where we're less into it than others, that's where you kind of get a little bit of discipline and you learn to do more of this stuff. And then ultimately we feel really good about it because we've kept it going and we're doing more and we're broadening the scope. And and I think that is a big learning opportunity. I think like to what you said, I think podcasts, which I will say when I get a text from someone who like sent this out to their friends, like one of my friends who I know, let's give you an example. Like so our, we know our, our good friends are going to listen, right? There are like, they support us and they, they do it. But what I, what the text that I loved getting or the feedback I loved getting was when that person was like, oh my God, I sent this to three of my friends and th- it really hit home for them. Or even just having someone who I didn't even know, Sarah, I think that we had a lot of people that we went to college with, a lot of people that saw us post about it that got sent to even people I went to high school with and getting those messages that are like oh my god we listened to it we love like we loved this episode that was really surprising to me because I didn't as much as that's what I wanted to get out of it you don't realize who's listening a lot of the time and you don't realize that it actually is making a difference so I really felt good to me to get texts like that that they related to it people related to an episode or even people that want to be on it and so a commitment that I have to the listeners and and that Sarah and I have been working on is we're going to develop really good content and we're going to start taking this to the next level. And we've talked a lot about bringing people on to do panels and things like that. And we're really passionate about it just because because of the listeners and the feedback we've gotten. We want to challenge ourselves to take it to the next level. So to your point, Sarah, about we both work full time, we both work crazy hours, but in some weeks we're harder than others to do this. But it really did, you know, that feedback kept me going. And also it keeps me motivated to want to take it to the next level on our next, se- so to speak, season yeah. that we want to kick off. So I just think it was really exciting. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I will echo your point about getting those messages, getting that feedback. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was bad. I tend to welcome both, but obviously the ones that make you feel really good are the ones that people reach out to. And I had multiple people reach out from high school or from, you know, maybe people I haven't talked to in a long time. And they're like, hey, I just wanted you to know I've started listening to this or doing this. And in this particular episode or this particular thing really stuck out to me. And it makes you feel like even though your audience, our audience is, is probably not huge at this point. We've only been doing this a few months, right? So we're still growing. We're still learning. We're still figuring things out. And I think when you're small and when you're when you're just starting something and, and when you're trying to build it into something more, there's always those days where you're like, is this worth my time? Yeah. Only 20 people are going to listen to this. Or I think when we launched our first few episodes, we're like, is anyone going to listen? We don't. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's those few people at, at the start that genuinely reach out and, and give you that feedback that makes it worth continuing because eventually there'll be more and then there'll be more. And so it's, it's understanding yeah. that that impact is always going to be small at first. But if you really believe in what you're doing, if you're really trying to be better, it'll grow over time. And I think we took, I think we took the right approach. We talk a lot about this on our podcast about how, when you start something, you never know where it's going to end up and you have to kind of adapt. When we started, I know we had a vision for it, but I also know of, you know, there's, and I'll talk about this later, but there's a lot of changes and a lot of enhancements we want to make just from the learning process. And I think that's always good to grow to kind of Sarah, to kind of pivot into the more resolution and reflections on 2018. I'll use the podcast as kind of my benchmark for that. But at the beginning of the year, I, I remember at the end of 2017, I, for the first time, I at the time, I only had one wedding scheduled, which was for me the first time in a long time that I only had one wedding in the summer. Ended up having two weddings and one was in Italy, which was a su- nice surprise from our, our dear friend <laughs> who, who listens to this. So thanks for that, Chelsea. But I remember at the end of 2017, I was in a spot where I was... I didn't know what I wanted to do next in my career. I was content where I was. I knew I was going to be at my job another year. And this podcast was a way to start expanding and to maybe triggering me to start thinking about things that I wanted long-term in my life. I shared that this on certain episodes that I, I always had plans and I tried to work really hard to move up and up. And then I got to a spot where I'm the next move that I made and would be something completely different, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to travel. I wanted to really get good at what I was doing now and also expand expand to this podcast. So for me, when I look back at, at this time last year, I was like, oh, 2018, we'll start, you know, we'll start thinking about the podcast. I'm not traveling that much. I won't be traveling too much for work. It'll die down. Like, and none of that happened. Absolutely none of it happened. I was dead wrong. I traveled more this year than I have in the last two years with work. I ended up having two weddings. One was a destination wedding, which ended up turning into a vacation. Sarah, we ended up doing a lot of weekend trips. We, we started with a birthday. Yep. We trip in the winter with our friends to celebrate our 30th so, that, so we didn't have to do several trips throughout the year. And we ended up doing every single trip we for everyone's birthday that we didn't want to do originally. So I would say when I look back at 2018, it was very hectic. It was, you know, from a travel perspective and the wedding perspective, it didn't kind of turn out the way that I thought it was going to turn out. But 
the podcast was really a good anchor for me because while we were doing the episodes, it still kept me thinking about what changes I wanted to make. I, it helped me get my mind around you know, my next steps and I can happily report that I kind of figured it out. So I really think that the podcast helped me and kind of helped me set up what moves I need to make and what I want to do in 2019. So I think it was a blessing in disguise, even though we ended up being really, really busy this year, be, focusing on this podcast kind of honestly helped me get things in order for next year. So I'm grateful to it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think for me, the podcast was also a big move. Having a partner or a co-host, I think is really helps in those times where you're like, is this a good idea? Should we really do this? And I don't know, like we, I think in the times where you or I were not feeling as motivated to start it or to continue it, the yeah. other one would be like, no, 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 I'm excited. We're doing it this week. Like, let's go. Yeah. And so I think having almost that like accountability partner for big goals is, is kind of an interesting concept yeah. too. I think, um, you know, beyond the podcast, other things that I wanted to accomplish in 2018, I also always tend to set these crazy lofty goals at the beginning of the year thinking that. I have more time than I do or that I'm going to prioritize my time better than I do. So it's, I guess it's it's not always a matter of time or saying we don't have time. It's always a matter of priority, right? So some other things that I wanted to do in 2018 and I wanted to start a blog and really dive into that a lot more. I did start it, but I didn't do much as much with it as I wanted to in 2018. And so now it was almost like, okay, I put it out there, but now I really want to do more with it. I really want to actually you know, actually execute more on things within it, which I didn't do a lot of in 2018. It was more of like, oh, okay, I did it. And then I just stopped. (laughs) And so I need to get back and actually, like we do with the podcast, you know, actually long-term think about what I want to do with that type of stuff. And turning 30, like you mentioned, that was a big thing this year. I didn't know how that was (laughs) emotionally, how I was going to handle that one. It's It's a weird why don't, why don't you share with our listeners how you're doing? <laughs> I mean, I think I'm doing, I think I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy with where life is at, at, at 30 years old, I guess 30 and a half now. <laughs> Those months, they sure fly. But I think the day, the build up to turning 30 is probably far worse than actually turning 30. I think you have this perception in your mind of what 30 is going to look like and you'll have these things or you'll have achieved these goals or you'll have the family or you'll have whatever your goals are for turning 30, the career, the whatever. You know, we should, you know what we should do? We should do a, a podcast episode with other people, like a panel with about turning 30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the one where they, you know, the friends episode, the one where they all turn 30. It just makes me laugh because now I like totally get yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> would I be think the first time I watched that episode, I was like 18 and I'm like, oh, whatever. Got time. God. Yeah, no, you don't. By 30, you'll have it all figured out. No worries. No, I think absolutely, like, turning 30 was was not as traumatic as I thought. However, I will say, I probably have mentioned this on the podcast before, but the day I actually turned 30, we played this little game of, oh, guess my age. And I always get that I look younger than I am. And that day in particular, the worst possible day, somebody could tell me this, they told me I looked 37 plus or minus three years. And I was <laughs> devastated. And I was devastated. I was like, oh man, I'm just going to go home and die now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That. I didn't get that. I didn't get that, but I did get bit by a fish on my thirtieth. So I feel like I feel like that was um, kind of a sign of I'm hoping how this year doesn't end up. But no, yeah. I'm just oh yeah, um, no, I think no, I think 
It was funny, though. That was good. That was good. And then I think the other thing that you mentioned is travel. I absolutely wanted to expand my travel horizons this year. Italy was a surprise. I knew we were going to do Mexico, but I did not know Italy was coming, which is... Again, thank you, Chelsea, (laughs) for letting us know in May. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry, I had to say that. No, no, it's fair point. But I will say the things I didn't do that I wanted to do were probably more just of my own like self-discipline, like getting Mm -hmm. like like waking up a lot earlier consistently, doing more like you know I wanted to try to get into like meditation or journaling stuff like that, like more just like self-care type stuff that I feel like is the first thing we let go to the wayside. Wait, didn't you do the, didn't you actually do kind of a test on getting up, waking up early for a certain amount of time? Yeah. Did you end up finishing that? How'd it go? So that was pre-2018. So I did that for like two months in 2017 and it was amazing and it was awesome. And I was consistently getting up like two hours earlier than I had before. And I was really into it, loving it. But then I think for like one week I was home for the holidays or something and my schedule Mm. just got totally ripped to pieces. And I have not been able to get back into the rhythm in a year. So I know it's totally mental. It's 100% mental for me. It's also my schedule naturally changed where I had to be up an hour earlier anyway. And so now it's like like to get up two hours before that is like really, really early for me. So I just need to like mentally do it and stop making excuses for it. So that is actually one of my big goals for 2019. Wait, so wait, is that a resolution? Are, are Are you that type who believes in resolutions? I don't believe in like the New Year's resolution hype. I don't, new Year, New Me. I, I don't, yeah, New Year, New Me. I don't necessarily believe that we need to wait till January 1st to to start a goal. I think that, I mean, I absolutely believe in the idea of setting goals, but I think you have to set like realistic goals and you can't just go from, say, I wake up at noon every day. I, I don't, I have a life, I have a job. <laughs> um, but yeah. say I work, wake up at noon every day. I'm not going to suddenly say, oh, you know what? I'm going to start getting up at 6 a.m. and I'm just going to rule the world. Like people, I feel like they take January 1st and they just make these drastic, crazy changes, whether it's in diet or or waking up earlier or in their exercise. They go from one extreme basically to another extreme and that extreme you can't possibly maintain yeah. for very long. And so Absolutely. people make these amazing goals, but they don't, they don't make, I guess, what would be smart goals, which is start small and build up to the bigger goal that you want to achieve. And so I think my, my biggest thing is I love goals. I love the idea of setting them in the new year. There's like this new energy I feel like that people have come beginning of January. But the reality is, is you're not going to feel a lot different in two weeks than you feel right now. So if it's really hard for you to do something right now, it's going to be really hard for you to do something in two weeks. So you have to start small and do things that that you can check the box off that make you feel good that you did it and not make you feel like you're failing if you're not doing these crazy extremes like immediately off the bat. That's kind of my thought yeah. on it. What about you? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I feel like I am the queen of the fad diets, the new year, new me BS. <laughs> Or I used to be. And then I remember one year, it was a couple of years ago, I and I've actually talked about this on this podcast, but Shonda Rhimes had a book come out called The Year of Yes. And I, a friend of mine and 
and me, we read it and we were like, all right, like 2018 or 2000, it's going to be the year of yes. We're going to do all these things we've never done. And then like, we looked back, we were like, that was bullshit. You know, we were like, like, it just doesn't work. So no, but I, (laughs) I do think I will agree with you. I think that a new year brings new energy. And I do think that how you harness the energy and how I think that it does kind of motivate you to maybe like start making changes to do things you didn't want to do. For myself, as much as I have these like grand scheme of wanting to do things and and try something new, I also know myself and know that go my life isn't going to slow down. I'm in the same exact job. I my life isn't going to change, but little things I can help make better. So I'll give you an example. So for, I was thinking about it when we were yesterday when we were thinking about this podcast and you know one thing that I've realized I've gotten way too lenient on is when I get really busy, I let my schedule go to hell. I I kind of focus, I let work take over and I don't keep a schedule. And when I say that, I mean, I, I won't work out. Like if I have a really busy day and everyone has an hour to work out and I know that, but when I'm tired and I'm traveling and I'm with customers and I'm entertaining, that's the first thing I let go to the wayside. I'm like, okay, I'll just, when I'm busy, I'll be like, okay, I don't have time to do this workout. And that's not true. And I need to make sure that I'm consistently keeping things that make me feel good into the schedule. And I realized that this year when I didn't, I didn't do that because I was traveling a lot for work and I was traveling a lot for leisure and work was busy. And that was the, I, some weeks I was working out five days a week. I'd other, I'd go two weeks without working out one day and I can't do that. And so, and, and especially for me where I've, I was an athlete and it, and working out really helps me keep, keep, focused. I think that I've been battling a flu the last couple months off and on. And I think that had a big thing to do with it. I just let my schedule get out of control. And so for me, that's something I can, that's something I need to do better at next year. So something like that is something that I can control and something that I think is, is doable for me to do. Now, when I, am I going to wake up January 1st and say, I'm only going to eat 800 calories a day and I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Like, I mean, I, that's something I would say, but that's not something that's going to happen. And I know, you know, <laughs> I know myself well enough to know that that's, that's, not the case. So I think going into 2019, like I mentioned, I just want to really focus on the thing, the little things that I can control to make my quality of life when I'm in this job and I'm doing these things easier. So I think that's what I'm going to focus on moving into the next yeah, year. Yeah, I like that idea of focusing on one thing. I think I know I was actually literally writing out 2019 goals and and just like everything. I just kind of threw it all down on a piece of paper and it, and it naturally falls into some different buckets, right? There's your professional goals, there's fitness goals, there's travel goals, there's maybe relationship goals, there's, you know, brain, Ugh. spiritual goals, ed- education type of thing. <laughs> Did you cringe at the relationship? Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't mean that dating necessarily, but like, yeah. you know, relationships with your family and friends. There's always, yeah, there's always things that you can do better. We're not talking about dating relationships ever again. <laughs> no, but I think breaking into those different types of buckets, I usually find myself that I really want to focus on one particular area more than the others. I think for me, I really want to do better in the financial goals in 2019, like saving more, okay. you know, doing contributing more to my 401k, like boring types of goals. I think is one area. I think I think when you do that, you should we should talk about that and do episodes on that because I think that we and by the way for listeners we've actually talked about doing a lot of the financial things because that is a challenge for people our age you know figuring out how what's a good amount to save what about loans and things so Sarah I think you're not alone with that yeah goal. yeah and I think it's a very 
it's one of those things that's very feasible. You just have to be disciplined, like anything, right? It, like it's very possible as long as you're not going crazy about it and you make small changes to to hit those types of goals. My other one, I think, is definitely going to be around traveling, volunteering. So in 2018, another huge goal of mine that I actually achieved was getting accepted into my company's corporate service corps, which is traveling for one month. They send you on a volunteer trip somewhere in the world. And for one month, you leave your job, you you just focus entirely, you're still with the company, but you focus entirely on this service trip. So I'd set some point in 2019, I'll probably be sent on this trip. And so I don't know where yet, I don't know what I'll be doing yet, but that for me was a huge goal. It was a very competitive program to get into. And so actually getting that, I was super, super excited about that. So sometime in 2019, hopefully I'll be heading yeah. out to do that. And, and so it kind of hits on two things I want to do more of, which is more travel, more volunteer work. So those are probably some of my big things going into 2019. And of course, you know, doing more of the podcast stuff, doing more of my blog stuff, just kind of continuing to build out the stuff that really excites me outside of my normal, typical work and day job too. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And um, no, I think it's great. I'm excited because I'm actually going to Europe for work. I'm going to Germany with work and I, because I have a customer out there and we haven't visited that site yet. And so I'm excited. So that's, that's going to be fun. And that's early. That's very early in the year. So I, I agree with you. I think that I will say when I, last year, I felt like I was really ready for the year to be over. And I wasn't necessarily looking forward to 2018 because I was kind of, like I said, I was kind of in one of those middle stages of doing this, not quite sure what I wanted to do, but I will say I'm very motivated about next year because I feel like this year was really good for me to, to, to get to a, a spot where I'm making moves and, you know, I'm moving, I'm actually moving to Charlestown, like leaving this, the Southie area of Boston, which is where I've been. And so just like kind of setting myself up for a new adventure in 2019, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to, um, I'm actually looking forward to it, which is a nice surprise, which I usually am not. And the other thing, I'm really excited about the things we have planned for the podcast. Um, you know, when we, like we said, when we started, we had an idea of what we wanted to do. And now we have an even better idea about how to make the episodes better, better doing better interviews. Um, one thing that I do want to focus on that I said in our first episode, I actually, Sarah, I actually listened to our first episode, um, because just for a fun fact for everyone, I don't listen to these once we record them because I don't, one, I don't like hearing myself and two, I just, I like to get reaction without kind of knowing, remembering exactly what I said. Um, so I actually went back and listened to our first episode. And one thing that we mentioned was we really wanted to focus, I really wanted to focus on highlighting different communities and organizations within the area that really give back give back and do good for the community. And we haven't done a lot of that. And so I'm going to make that a focus next year because I think there's a lot of good programs that people can get involved in, um, in the community that help, you know, raise money for things, raise awareness for different causes. And so that's definitely a focus for mine for 2019. And I think we can definitely make that happy, uh, happen. So I'm happy with 2018. And for once, I'm actually excited for 2019, I think. Um, well, that's good to hear. I, I have to agree. I think, you know, 2018, like any year, it has ups and downs, right? Like you you do some of the things you said you're going to do. You don't necessarily get to others. I think the number one thing that the number one piece of advice that I would give when you're going into a new year and you're setting new goals is just be realistic. I mean, dream all you want, you know, have big, huge, crazy, awesome, lofty goals. Absolutely. But when it comes down to the execution of them, if they're too huge, crazy and lofty, 
you have to break them down into smaller goals first. And if you can, if at the end of next year, you know, I didn't necessarily get to all of my big, huge lofty goals this year, but I made progress towards them. And so I think like, it's not like I got freaked out because I couldn't achieve that big, huge goal and I didn't do anything. I was like, okay, this isn't realistic because of this, whatever excuses I made at the time. And I'm going to do something a little bit smaller to at least get me closer and then I can keep making progress towards it. And I think that makes you feel good, even if you didn't necessarily get the huge lofty one that you said, effort. Yeah. And so I kind of, I'm going to put Sarah on the spot here. I know we do, I know we like to always wrap with a certain segment and we kind of conjoined our, all of our topics into this last episode, but I am known as an Ebenezer. I am not a huge, as we've mentioned, I'm not a huge fan of the holidays. I have a lot of Grinch t-shirts. Um, I think today actually is the Christmas workout at the gym I go to and I'm planning on wearing a Grinch t-shirt to it. But what is uh, Sarah? So, kind of move, kind of wrap this. What's one thing you're looking forward to, or your favorite part about the holidays? And maybe what do you do? What's uh, do you have any New Year's plans? What's one thing you're looking forward to in the next couple of weeks to kind of end this year and go Close into the new it year out with a bang? <laughs> um, I mean, holidays will be great. I'll be visiting family in Vermont. I think though, the highlight of my 2018 is that I randomly, completely YOLO here <laughs> trip. Booked a trip with one of my friends that I met studying abroad 10 years ago. Her and I decided to book a YOLO trip to Vegas for New Year's. So So basic. I've never done true Vegas. Like I've been there seven times, but always for a work conference. And so I've never. Work Vegas and fun Vegas are completely different. I I may never actually talk to you guys again because I'll probably die. Um, (laughs) But besides that, it was one of those moments where she like caught me at a time where I was like, you know what? Screw this. Let's do it. I don't care what it costs. Like, the year of yes. Like, the yeah. year of yes. You're doing the year of yes. Yeah, yeah. So talking about those financial goals in 2019, definitely need to reassess that going into the new year. But what about, what yeah, about you, Lizzie? What's funny. your big thing coming up? Well, as much as I am an Ebenezer, I will say ever since I, now that I have a niece and nephew, I do really like seeing them on Christmas. I, I find myself at night when I'm kind of decompressing from the day on Amazon Prime, like, buying them everything. I've been really into buying them presents. Like I love my, my uh, niece is about 17 months now and she's, she's walking and I got her one of those Fisher price basketball hoops. And so, and she really liked it. So I kind of went crazy and got, you know, the Fisher price golf clubs and a barbell and for my nephew. And so I, I, I will say I'm excited to see them on Christmas morning. I think that's been a nice change. Like making Christmas all about them is actually enjoyable for me. So I'm excited for that. And I would say for New Year's, I'm actually moving. I'm moving on the 29th, but we're actually getting together. Um, Sarah and I have a big group of friends that we have some that live in the Massachusetts area. And then we also have a lot who we have a few who live in Charles, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. We have a couple who live in Philly and Austin. And we're doing kind of a big Christmas with them on the 28th, which I'm really excited about because I like seeing everyone. And we're not all in the same area. You know, we do take several trips for a group of friends. We do see each other quite a bit. Um, I will say that, but it's really exciting to always get together on Christmas. And one of our friends is pregnant and she's, she's actually coming to the Christmas. So we're excited. I'm really excited um, to celebrate that. And um, for new year's, I'm actually going to be in my new place and my brother and his girlfriend are coming down to help me decorate because I'm a terrible decorator and I'm dreading decorating it. Um, So they're going to come down with their dog, their new puppy, and we're just going to hang out and 
uh, work on the new the new condo and things like that. So I'm actually kind of excited for the holidays, which I again yeah. I never am, but just excited to see our friends and and kind of be with friends and family. So uh, maybe I am changing. I don't know. Maybe the niece and nephew are making uh, me softer. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe the, it'll be the Grinch who saves Christmas. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so I'd say that, but I do want to end this with just thanking everyone who supported us throughout this. I know a lot of my friends, um, I've talked to you guys about it and you've been really supportive of me and helping me make it better um, and really listening and, and being able to jump on and help us practice interviews and things like that. So I just really want to say thank you and thank you to everyone listening this year. And we really want to make this better for you. And hopefully you'll like some of the changes we make, but um, yeah, thank you again. I echo that point. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening in our first year. <laughs> um, and, uh, don't forget for updates, follow us on Instagram at entry level podcast, and we will see you guys in the new year. Awesome. Thanks guys. 